How soon? Okay, yeah. So Ethan, I know exactly who this is. We've been going talking about Sens and Ducks since we had, I think, class in like grade ten or grade eleven. Um, you know, twenty years, two thousand twenty-seven. Twenty years from the first Cup final, and the Ducks can win it again in two thousand twenty-seven. Um, the Sens look really good, and but here's the thing with the Senders: they don't have a goalie. The Ducks do. Yeah, I've I've never thought Matt Murray was good. Hmm. Never. He had one good run. And that's it. And any goalie, and that can happen with any goalie. I thought Matt Murray has been severely overrated for the longest time ever. I my buddy drafted him in his fantasy draft, like third round or something, and I was like, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's I was like, oh, I was shit. like, dude, I was like, dude, what are you doing? You're an idiot. <laughs> He must be a, must be a sense fan. Cause no, but he was on. This was when he he was on Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. And I was like, I guess he's just hoping for the wins that Pittsburgh brings him. But I've always thought Matt Murray was severely overrated. Yeah. Brady Kachuk brings everything to the table. He can score, and he has that meat and potatoes type style where True. he can take any shit. You know what I mean? I love Brady Kachuk a lot more than Matthew, but just like as a player <laughs> in general, I like Brady better. Is uh, yeah, really good. Um, yeah, they're trying to limit his minutes this year because they overrated him last year. So they're trying to cap his minutes at twenty five. I think yeah. they're trying to keep him around there instead of playing him like thirty five minutes a night, like they did last year. Butter. Yeah. And then he slipped in warm-ups before that, so maybe that was why. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, wasn't his night. I will say he came off injury, and, um, but he still – yeah. Hey, he stole my Calder pick. I love Stutzla. He's dynamic as hell. I, yeah, I love that pick. Yeah. My pick was Zegris, and that was kind of a mistake. I Oops. I chose Zegris if he played, but he wasn't playing. I think if he plays next year, he'll win it. Yeah. Mine was like, if he plays this year, it's Zegers, but I okay. think I, I can't remember who I picked for that. But Okay, 29. Okay. Yeah, I'll go 20, 28 just to make the 27, 28, 29. Easy. Mark it down. Yeah, and uh, Scott, <laughs> shout out yeah. to your goalie, John Gibson. He's not, he was my first goalie drafted on my fantasy team. He got Let's me a go! 31 save shout out tonight. Fucking right. Yes, sir. Yeah, He's a third star of the week in the NHL. Last week, he's current. He's he's currently ranked seventh amongst all players in Yahoo Fantasy right now. So Shadow Gibby. Hey. Hey, whatever keeps the puck out of the net, okay? Hey, hey. <laughs> look at the standings. It works. It works. I'm telling you. Like decades as in like into the nineties, but like Oh god. Um Analytics. Yeah. That's probably the biggest thing. I would say the speed and skill, because again, there's been a huge infusion of European players that have come over from the big ice. And now you get the reverse, you get Canadian guys going and playing playing in Europe, and you really get, you know, the sense of the speed and skill game that's been kind of implemented into the NHL and it's really I enjoy it because it makes for more entertaining hockey for sure. 
say analytics because they're putting like trackers in the pucks, chips on the jerseys to get even more information. Like it's just, it's all about how fast someone. No, yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Cause you look at Wayne Gretzky, it looks like he's a freaking male like newspaper boy, and he's getting two hundred points a season. Now you see Ryan Reeves who could fight Floyd Mayweather the week after he plays a game. It's yeah. completely different. Yeah. And yeah, training, that's a very good point, Ian. That's I think really good point. another another point to that, to that's, that's a good question, actually. Um, the biggest thing, you know, obviously I work, I work in, um, in the hockey community. I, you know, I sell hockey gear and all kinds of stuff. And that's changed a ridiculous amount. Too. Even from when I was playing my hockey, like, it was 10 years, but from 30 years ago, like... Sticks were like, you know, aluminum, like now, wood. like even wooden sticks 30, yeah, 30, 40 years ago would be wooden sticks. But now, you know, 355 grams is the new, the true project X is the new stick on the market. And, you know, the vapor flat is like 380 grams. It's like, it's insane. It's absolutely insane how light these sticks are. And, um, yeah. even skates, skates are, skates can cost like $1,200 now, which is mind blowing. Because you know, top end skates back then would be like maybe four hundred bucks max, maybe. So, He's so expensive, man. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. ridiculous. I know. True equipment, and then the cost to play, like yeah, bro, True. that's like a mortgage on a house. <laughs> Almost, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. I would too. Yeah. You don't keep a guy down like that for too long. He's going to eventually, I think we talked about this before and he'll eventually figure out what he's doing. Cause you know, I joked that last time, you know, his switch to CCM has caused issues, but um, no, Even I think CCM's he'll... the better brand. Well, but that's up for but debate. A, but a switch is, can fuck with you. So it can. either, well, he's back to Bauer now. But anyways, that's a whole story we talked about last time. <laughs> So basically with PD, like it's just a matter of him breaking through systems because again, teams game plan against him now. It's not like, oh, you know, he's just a good player on the team. Like he's the guy on the Canucks and, you know, you look at a team like Montreal, like they're going to put Weber and Sherrod against him. You look at a team like Calgary, they're going to put like Tanev and Valamaki or whoever they're, I forget who it is on the other. Maybe, yeah, I'm not sure if it's him, but. Anyways, like they're gonna game plan that you know top guys are gonna put like top centers on him. He's eventually gonna break through. He's eventually gonna go off mid sometime mid season. Maybe maybe it's this week. Maybe it's in like two weeks. But eventually he'll turn around. What he needs to do is he needs to remember that he has one of the best releases in the NHL. And I know I've said that about Line, but he hasn't been shooting the puck when he should be. He's like there was a wide open two on one against Ottawa, and he passed it into like two sticks when he had a wide open shot at the bottom of the circle. It was like, yo, you gotta just shoot that. You need to get this monkey off your back. You have to stop making the perfect play, and you need to just start burying something because players like Tyler Mott, who has three goals, should not have more goals than you at this point in the season. True. As much as I love Mott, and I hope we protect him for the expansion draft, but. Person, I think he will get the monkey off his back. He will turn the season around. He just needs to 
play with more confidence and just remember who he is as a player. <laughs> he has an unreal shot, and he just needs to just start letting loose a bit. Yeah. Kind of like when Brock Besser was in a slump. He just needs to remember that he has an unreal shot, and he needs to stop thinking about it so much and just quick releases all the time. Just get the puck on net. That's how Mike Bossy scored. Had like nine goal seasons. He just put the puck on net, and it went in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Again, it's like we're what seven games in the season, seven or eight games. Like people need to chill out. Like they're gonna turn around eventually, and There's like forty nine more games. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna figure it out. Like we've all said before, the Canucks are still a playoff team, and yeah, I truly believe that. So, they just these next few games against Ottawa are critical. They just, if they can win these games, maybe swing some momentum their way, true, and can kind of turn turn it around quick. Hundred percent. That's wow, hot. that's real. Well, I mean, I mean, Holy he did shit. say that's his highest. He didn't say at least fifth. So he's not saying he's top five. He's saying the highest he'll he go could be is five, fifth. which I can, which I can understand. But is it... Zegers, Cousins, Zegers, Cider, Spencer Knight, Dylan Cousins. Oh, you already said Cousins, right? Connor McMichael, Pod Colson. Yeah, Pod Colson too. Uh, Peyton Krebs, Boldy, Pod Colson. Oh, we were separate Colson. Yeah. Yeah. I'd put him high I was twenty. Gonna say, I was gonna say top twenty. Okay. Between like fifteen to twenty, I think I'd put him. Because he's what I've seen from him is he's playing with speed. He's playing with a lot more fight than I expected. He's a lot grittier than I thought. And I don't know if you guys caught the diving assist he had, but he's got Oh, that was filthy. And I he's got an IQ of a vet. He's a really skilled player. Is I think it's only going to go up from here. Yeah. And he's like, I found he's been falling over a lot, and I think it's just he's catching like a bad edge, and he's just falling over. But his stability looks bad right now. But that's something you can like fix in an off season. But I mean, I you look at you look at how Pedersen skates too. He, he skates very standing up, and he doesn't look very balanced either. But look at how good yeah. he is, right? Yeah. So, but I think. Uh, Hoglander, as early as it is, he's a top 20 player. I like it, but and uh, Scott, I don't know if you want to bring up my hot take that I said before we started recording, but you said he's better I than said, Pod- uh, you said he's better than Pod Colson. Yeah, okay, I have no idea, but, for- but I have it's no obviously for- really hard to say because. Yeah. We haven't seen Pod Colson in the NHL yet, and we've seen seven games from Hogland in the NHL. 
I just thought he plays more of a Canuck style. Okay. And he'll bring a bit more production on the score sheet, but Pod Colson might make a bigger impact in forechecking and like turnovers in the ozone, like that kind of thing. Okay. Pod Colson's a piece of shit to play against. <laughs> but Hog but Hogland is like a really skilled forward. So I think they'll make impacts in different ways and it'll in different be kind ways. of hard to compare them. Here's my argument for Pod Colson. Yes, he doesn't play an NHL game, but you look at what, you know, the juniors also wasn't a great example because he didn't play with a center that suits what he needs. Amarov, yeah. Amarov and Podkolzin play the same style. They're like a very shoot-first kind of player, and they like having the puck on their stick. Podkolzin's the kind of guy you need to give him the puck and you need to let him do his thing. Um, yeah. Give him, put a guy, say, Patterson. Put Patterson on his line. Yes, Patterson's a shooter, of course, but... He's also a facilitator. He's a good playmaker. But Colson's so big and strong. Like I said, piece of shit to play against. I would rather play against Hoglander because at least I know how to shut him down. He'd be physical with him. Yes, he'll work hard, but I think Put Colson's a bigger, more dominant player. And eventually, yeah. once he gets once he gets to the NHL, you look at a guy like Kaprizov. Like he's yeah, twenty fifteen draft. Once he's he's not he'll be developed. Once he's like 21, 22, when Put Colson really gets to the NHL, that man's going to be scary to play against. No, I, I'm excited to see him. And I could be 100% wrong, but just like completely based off Oglander so yeah. far and hadn't even seen Pod Colson. But when I yeah. said he'd be better than Pod Colson, I was really just trying to say like they'd make impacts in different ways. And yeah. I think you'll see the impact of Hoglander. More than Pod Coles, but they'll like. I don't know if I'm making any sense right now. No, you are. But no. but Hoglander will you stand are. out more because he's just putting more on the score sheet. But Pod Colson will like take on the bigger defense and more physicality. But I see Pod Colson playing really, really well with Horvat. Yeah, me They're too. Both the same type of player, and Horvat's a really good facilitator as well. Yeah, and I, like I think that. they can each do each of a little, and I think they can orchestrate really well together. So like it'll that. be interesting. Yeah, nothing against nothing against Hoglander. I think yeah. he's a great player, and he's been excellent right. so far. I've been like I, I have my notes. He's the real deal. He's a good player, and he'll be very good. Yeah. Um, I just don't think he's better than Puck Colson. Fair enough, and so. I could be a complete idiot and be completely wrong, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Let's hey let let's not forget about that Zegris guy. I heard he's good. We I I've heard he's pretty good too. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was a good hot take. Yeah, I like that. It's. I'll try and think of a different one. Is if you have a if, if you have a hot take, then. You go right ahead, but yeah, I got I'm one. To think of one. I got one. I don't want to. I'll, I'll tell you guys my score prediction and everything for the Super Bowl. But I think Brady. I think Brady wins his seventh. And actually, hold on, wait, hold on. Before I say that, so if he wins, he will be the undisputed goat in all four North American sports. That's my hot take. Bigger than Jordan. Bigger than Gretzky. Bigger than I was gonna say, um, Ruth. 
Yeah, Babe Ruth, yeah. If he wins. If he doesn't win, I keep him on the same tier. I like it. It's a good pick. I can't think of anything right now, but I guess I'll just go with Hogland over Pod Colson, but I don't even... Yeah, it's good. Like, I... It's just way too early to tell, and... I can't think of any off the top of my head right now. Okay. But. You know, honestly, I follow basketball more than I follow baseball at this point. Yeah. Um. One more thing before we go. McGregor versus Poirier number three, question mark. That was going to be my uh, I think... I think it'll happen, but I think Connor and Poirier, Poirier will fight for the belt, and I think Connor might tackle Diaz, part okay. three first before Poirier. But I think it will eventually happen. Cool. Thanks for having me. Um, if I could chime in one thing, uh, go listen to my buddy's uh, mixtape, Get Well Soon. He's the intro and outro for my podcast. I'm trying to get those listens up for him. I appreciate it. It's probably one of my favorite parts of editing is just listening to that. But um, also, my buddy who is the uh, outro... He features on it. He came out with a song in December called Wait For Me. It's on all platforms. Six Man, Wait For Me. It's a single. He's coming out with an EP pretty soon. So go and download all his songs. Listen up. And I'm also on Twitter, at Side Heavy and at Jevin LaFave. So I'm trying to get those followers up as well. But that's all I got. Yeah. Tom Ivory and Six Man. Those are the two guys that I'm shouting out, and okay. they are dynamite. And if there's a producer that is should be be getting more love, it's Tom Ivory. He does everything himself. He produces masters. He does everything. So go and listen to his shit. It's 